0: The Bible says to encourage one another and build one another up. That is why this podcast exists. Welcome to Real Life with Lynn, where you will find stories about applying scripture to life, whether it's over something big, small, or something in the gray area. I hope you will join me on the journey, find some encouragement in Jesus, and share it with someone you know. Welcome to episode two of Real Life with Lynn and the person talking is Lynn. (laughs) I hope that was obvious about the name of the podcast but if not then I will gladly reintroduce myself to you. (laughs) So as I was getting ready for this second episode I actually thought of a story. A good story to illustrate a point and honestly to talk about a topic that has been near and dear and on my mind for a while and it's the topic of. Plans. Plans that get messy real quick. <laughs> so, I actually have a somewhat funny story looking back to share with you. Um, may seem a little ridiculous, but here we go. About a year ago, I came home from work and had a really tough day. High stress, high anxiety, and my mind was in a thousand different places, but the one place I wanted it to be was on what I was going to eat for dinner. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> and as I was getting ready and thinking about that, all I really wanted was a bowl of macaroni and cheese. Now, have you ever had a craving <laughs> a craving, and just want something when you've had a really tough day? Well, mac and cheese is the thing I wanted. So, I went to my kitchen. I pulled out the last box of mac and cheese that I had. I proceeded to cook the mac and cheese. I went to drain the mac and cheese. And you'll never guess what happened to me in that moment. All of the mac and cheese got dumped in the sink. <laughs> now, in the moment, I certainly wasn't chuckling. In the moment when it all fell out in the sink, I heard myself go, Ugh! I was frustrated with myself, with the thing I had hoped for, longed for, for the last 15 minutes just got ruined. And I took a spoon and scooped it out of the sink, threw it out, and was flexible and I did something else. But it took me about 10 or 15 more minutes to kind of calm down in my mind and bring my blood pressure back down to normal because I just got so frustrated that it didn't work out the way I thought it would or that I hoped it would. How often have you experienced that lately? (laughs) In the world in which we live, I imagine that is a relatable subject. Plans that get messed up, that get tossed out, scattered, canceled, rescheduled, and have to look very differently if you even get to follow through with them in the first place. The Bible does have a lot to say about making plans. Proverbs 16.9 says this, the mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And then there's another proverb, Proverbs 19.21, many plans are in a person's heart, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Now, what are those verses talking about? Well, the, the main thing is we can make all the plans we want, but God directs our steps. Now, what encouragement do I derive from that? Well, really, the main encouragement I derive from that is that no matter what plans or choices that I make, God is with me in whatever decisions I make, good, bad, ugly, mistaken, just right. God walks with me through those paths to the other side of them and on the other side of them as well. And there's a particular story in the Bible that I thought of when thinking about plans that didn't really go the way we thought they would, and God using it for good. And the place where I found this story was in the book of Daniel, and in the life story of Daniel. This guy Daniel, man, he went through a lot, but one particular moment I'm talking about isn't even fully focused on Daniel. It's primarily focused on the people who were trying to catch him in a lie, and get him arrested, and even killed, and get him out of the way of their plans. The king that Daniel served at the time was definitely not a Christian. He was not one of God's people, and Daniel definitely was. But Daniel served in the government faithfully. With all of his heart, he interpreted dreams, provided wisdom and counsel when needed, and the king valued that in him. And the king intended to appoint him as second in command over the kingdom that's wild to me that a non-Christian king would promote a Christian as second-in-command because of the wisdom he offers. Now, there were some in the government official sector that did not quite like that. Maybe it was because of Daniel's faith. Maybe it was because they were jealous that he was younger than them. Or maybe it was because this was the equivalent of them getting passed over for a promotion at work. They had worked so hard and had been so loyal and yet they were getting passed over. So they hatched a plan. <laughs> they began to ponder how to catch Daniel in some sort of an illegal activity. They decided they would have to use his god to do it. So they went to the king and they said, hey king, um, there are some people in the land that are not worshiping you. There are people in the land that want to worship other gods beside you and you just need to make it the law of the land, that the people worship you and you alone, king, because, you know, you're the king, you deserve it. That's what the people should be worshiping, right? They played right into his ego as a king, and he agreed and signed that into law. Now, Daniel, being the prudent government worker that he was, he was likely in the palace halls or heard rumors, and so he heard that this was become, this was the law of the land. And what did Daniel do when he heard that the king had signed it into law that no one prayed to or worship other gods besides the king, Daniel continues living his life. Daniel goes home and he continues praying to God as many times a day as he wants to with his windows open. Daniel continues being the faithful servant to God that he was before. And these government officials that were trying to catch him in a bad place caught him. And they thought, aha, we've done it. We've defeated Daniel. So like good young children do. They ran and tattled on Daniel to the king and and told the king that Daniel was praying to his own god and he was unwilling to worship the king and he wasn't following this law. He's been such a faithful servant, but he won't follow this one law. And the king, begrudgingly and sadly, has Daniel thrown into the lion's den and locked in there overnight, which is essentially a penalty of death. Think about it. If you're thrown into a lion's den, what would you expect to happen? I'd expect to be dead pretty quick. Or as soon as the lions got hungry enough, I would expect to be dead and my bones be scattered in the bottom of their den. And that is what the king expected. That is what the king's officials who set him up expected. That was the plan. They hatched an evil plan against one of God's own people. And if you know the story and if you know the Bible, then you know how it ends. It ends with the lions' mouths being shut all night And Daniel being lifted out of the lion's den alive the next morning. (laughs) Now, that's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy to me to think that Daniel sat in a den with lions and their mouths shut all night, waiting, waiting to be rescued. And God was willing to rescue him and he did so. God intervened and changed the plans of men. And it brought about good for Daniel, good for the king good for the kingdom. After the king realized the kind of God that Daniel served, the kind of God that would shut lions mouths, he declared that everyone turned to worship Daniel's God, the Lord, the King of Israel, the ultimate king. He demanded they do that. And the people that had the evil plans, they were thrown into the lion's den along with their families and they were killed. They reaped the consequences of their actions. Now, what's the point of the story? Where's the encouragement here? It ends kind of on this note of, oh, well, the people that made the plans got eaten. (laughs) Back up with me. Hold on. Stay with me for a minute. In our own lives, how often do we make plans, have expectations, have hopes, and we ask God to fulfill those hopes and those dreams? It's not a bad thing to ask God to fulfill our hopes and dreams, but to cling so tightly to them that we miss God, that we miss the relationship with God, that we miss loving people, that we miss what God's given us here in this moment right now. I have hopes and dreams to own a house someday and have a dog in a backyard, but if I hold too tightly to that hope, then I would miss the opportunities I have in front of me now to know the people in my apartment building, to spend my time with my nieces instead of saving for a house, to spend my time elsewhere instead of focusing so much on the one goal and that one goal in life. It's a goal in my life, sure, but it's not, it's not it. And besides, I may make a plan to buy a house and God may change it. (laughs) Who knows? God's good at changing my plans. I've learned that very quickly. What about you? Has God changed your plans lately? Or have you sensed that God's going to change your plans and maybe you're uncomfortable with it? And that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable and even unsettled with the direction God seems to take you. But that's where faith kicks in. That's where faith fills the gaps of our discomfort and our hesitation. And faith is what gives us the ability to still take one step forward each day toward God and following his plans. So that's the encouragement. That's the hope I would like to leave you with today is no matter which road you may go down of the different roads you're considering right now, no matter which way you go, God will walk with you through either road Now, if God's making it clear to you and you're obstinate and you're stubborn and you're turning away from God and turning away from the steps he wants you to, that's a whole different podcast episode. I don't have time to address that today. Um, But the general encouragement here for you today is that, yes, we make plans. And yes, it's even good to make some plans and to have some dreams and some desires of our hearts. But don't let those things cloud And dictate your faith in God. Don't let the disappointment of missed out hopes or changed plans to deter you from worshiping, loving, praising, and being thankful to God for where you are right now. I hope and I pray that you bask. That you bask in what you have now. And you're thankful for what you have now and have hopes for the future and leave it in God's hands, because that is the best place for it to be. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic day in whatever it is you're pursuing next. Thank you for listening. I truly hope you were able to find a nugget of encouragement or wisdom for your life today. I would love to hear what God is teaching you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or the website. Don't forget, share what you learned today with someone you know. And also be encouraged. You're not alone on this crazy, curvy, and sometimes bumpy road I like to call real life.